you know, there's a bit of a balancing act that Chris Ballard has to perform every single year where it comes to free agency, spending to the cap, investing wisely, because you've got to look forward to 2023, 2024, 2025, and on and on and on. And you've got to kind of plot your course to make sure that you're able to keep the guys that you want to keep and attract the guys that you want to attract to become the best team you can be year after year after year. You've got teams like the Rams that sell out for a year, go get a championship, and then don't have a lot of draft equity and don't have a lot of cap room, and they try to figure it out on the go, and it paid off for them last year. This is Breakfast with Kent. We're talking about the Indianapolis Colts. We're also going to talk about the Indiana Hoosiers and Tom Allen. This is a make-or-break year for Tom Allen, despite the fact that he's under contract for a long time to come. We're going to talk about NIL, too, and an accusation, not really an accusation, that Nick Saban made, because it doesn't have to do with any kind of improprieties. It just shows the different ways that NIL can be used to attract a really good roster in college football. Uh, By the way, it's Thursday, uh, May 19th, 2022. We are getting down to it. We're 10 days away from the 100, I think it's the 106th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. It's going to be a tremendous race, a tremendous day in central Indiana. A lot of people outside Indiana don't really celebrate Indy 500 Day, but in Indiana, it's a huge deal. We're going to talk about it. Hit subscribe, punch like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. And if you have a question of an urgent variety, you want it answered immediately, donate. Pops up in a nice little graphic on the screen. Impossible for me to miss. Virtually impossible. All right, let's talk about free agency in the Indianapolis Colts. And we spend a lot of time talking about Quentin Nelson because Quentin Nelson is an expensive left guard. It, my, I have no disdain, personally nor professionally, for Quentin Nelson. Zero. I just wonder at what level you value a left guard and is he worth the amount of money that the Colts are paying for him this year and will pay for him down the line if they choose to extend them as they did Uh, A guy like Darius Leonard, who's going to make north of $20 million a year coming up not too long. All right. Uh, Quentin Nelson this year, $13.8 million because they uh, used that kind of qualifying year, that last year, that fifth year of a first-round deal that's available to teams. You pay him. It's almost like a franchise tag type thing, but not really where you have to pay a guy to a certain level. He's making a lot of money as a left guard, and he's going to make more than that moving forward, no matter who pays him. Do you keep Quentin Nelson if he's a $16 million a year guy? And if he's a $13.8 million a year guy this year, wouldn't he be worth more than that? This is why it's kind of tricky. All right, you've also got Yannick Ngakwe, who's going to be a free agent next year if they don't extend him. He's a $13 million a year guy this year. What are you going to have to pay Ngakwe given his uh, the likelihood, because he's done it every year of his career, that he's going to post between 8 and 12 sacks, right? you got to figure out what you're going to pay him. That's why you couldn't like dig way deep into your pocket this year and pay one of these free agents a whole bunch of money because you put yourself in financial jail vis-a-vis the cap moving forward in 2023 where you're not going to be able to extend a guy 
like Nelson or like Ngakwe because you went out and you bought a high-priced free agent, a guy like Chris Godwin. You go out and get a guy like Chris Godwin, you don't know, number one, whether he's going to be healthy. Number two, you don't know whether you're going to be able to afford both he and the guys you've currently got in-house that you need to pay. There are other guys, and, and this is kind of where Chris Ballard, you got to give him an A. Got to give him an A um, in, in terms of where you, uh, how he kind of uh, makes the financial world work for the Indianapolis Colts because they're going to be able to pay guys. Here's a, uh, a question from Trucking Across America. What do you think about T.Y.? I think we should sign him just to get the veteran in the young room. You know what? They've got Reggie Wayne for that. They have Wayne. Uh, I'm good with the veteran aspect of the room. I don't think you need that. I think that's overplayed. I, I don't think you need the old guy in the room to tell the young guys. Sometimes the old guy in the room can be a deterrence to the young guys. The old guy in the room wants to keep playing, right? You don't know what he's going to tell the young guys. I don't worry about uh, veteran presence on a team like the Colts. I think they've got coaches that can handle that. T.Y. needs to be productive on the field, not just a leader in the wide receiver room, despite the fact that, as Chris Ballard says, he's one of the smartest football players that uh, the Colts have had, so that he's ever met. I'm not that big a fan of signing T.Y. Hilton, the guy who's going to play 10 games and not be healthy in them. Uh, I'm not that big uh, uh, a proponent of re-signing uh, T.Y. Hilton. Great guy. Franchise guy. Got to like him. You know what? That doesn't win you banners. And this team needs to be about banners, not victory laps for veterans. So uh, you're welcome, and thank you, Trucking Across America Live. Um, the other free agents, here they are. And we're not going to go through them all. I don't think you're going to lose a lot by allowing any of these guys to go, given their current level of production. All right, Tyquan Lewis. Uh, Matt Pryor. We don't know what Matt Pryor is going to be as a left tackle for this team or a depth piece for this team. Ben Bandigou. Ben Bandigou ain't done nothing yet. You know what? If he has a huge season and explodes and, and puts up nine sacks, you revisit Ben Bandigou. Uh, Paris Campbell, again, despite what he said yesterday, said that he's healthy and pretty much a people who question his ability to stay healthy can go to hell. Um, Bobby Okereke, I think he's a guy. I think he was a step up from Walker because he's better in coverage. He's faster. But I think he's a guy who, who 132 tackles last year, right? But like three behind the line of scrimmage. I want to play making Mike. And, and Bobby Okereke hasn't been it yet. A couple of interceptions, nice work there. But overall, you're paying Darius Leonard a whole lot of money. Uh, maybe Okereke becomes a guy that you're willing to um, sort of allow for a little bit of mediocrity because Darius Leonard plays at such a high level and earns top dollar for doing it. Uh, EJ Speed, you know what? Nice guy, good piece, placeholder. Uh, Kari Willis, they drafted Nick Cross for a reason. Are they going to want to pay Kari Willis 4 or $5 million a year? Are they going to go get another guy? Or, or elevate Nick Cross into that box safety role? or Rodney McLeod into that box safety role, although 
Rodney McLeod, also a free agent coming up. Brandon Faison, Brandon Faison to me is a guy who in the DB room is going to be able to kind of talk Gus Bradley's language because he's played under Gus Bradley before. Uh, might be important in a short-term way there. Going to get an opportunity to go out and play and see what he does at corner. Ashton Doolin, much better on special teams than he is as a potential wide receiver. At least that's the way we look now. And here's why this is important, and it's all really important, who you choose to invest in. You cannot just go out and sign them all for whatever they want. You can't do it because of the hard cap. Matt Ryan is going to be an uh, unrestricted free agent in 2024. You've got him for next year. Jonathan Taylor, unrestricted free agent in 2024. You want to go through a season without Jonathan Taylor? You're going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor, right? Assuming he stays healthy in 2022 and 2023. Michael Pittman Jr., also a free agent in 2024. So you have the three primary offensive guys, and I would include linemen in that. These guys can go account for points directly. You've got to find a way to keep those guys. You've got to extend those guys. So how much toward the cap do you want to invest in Quentin and in Yannick Ngakwe? That's why the question of Quentin Nelson is really, really important for the Indianapolis Colts and, and Chris Ballard. You want to invest at a $17, $18 million a year level for a left guard? When you got Taylor, Ryan, and Pittman coming up the following year as, as unrestricted free agents, really, really important to get a look at what that is and what that looks like uh, in order to judge, um, you know, accurately Chris Ballard and, and his job as a general manager. We all love Clinton Nelson. He's a great guard, but is a great guard worth enough to keep you from re-signing a great wide receiver, a great running back, uh, a guy who we hope hangs on as a, a really good quarterback for another few years. That's important. Tom Allen by CBS ranked the 40th best coach in college football in the Power Five. So it's a top 65, he's ranked 40th. That comes on the heels of 2-10, 0-9. 2-10 overall, 0-9 in the Big Ten. He is under contract through 2027, because of an extension negotiated way too early by Scott Dolson, the athletic director. I hate extensions like that. If guys aren't willing to stick by their contract, they can walk. I don't give a damn. You, you don't want to be a guy who, who hangs on to your contract and is there because of the contract that you signed. Goodbye. You want to, you want to jump ship? Jump ship. Are you going to be a worse football program because Tom Allen is no longer a part of Indiana football? That's the question you ask. And a couple of years ago, when Indiana was 6-2 and two, and then 6-1 and one in the Big Ten, you could legitimately ask that question whether Tom Allen was a guy to get Indiana consistently over the hump. Last year, was it an anomaly? Or was the anomaly 6-2, 6-1? That's the question that he's going to answer this year. At Indiana, the Hoosiers, how they do this year is the way you've got to infer they're going to do in the future. They got to get better and they got to get better right now. Tom Allen, I'm not saying his job's in jeopardy because Indiana would have to find a, yet another donor to pay off yet another idiotic contract. And uh, how deep are these people willing to dig into their pockets for Indiana football?
That's kind of the question. Um, Nick Saban accused Texas A&M of buying every player in its recruiting class. He said he did it the right way at Bama. Spent a total of $3 million. That's what was spent on 25 players visa, uh, like via NIL. All right? He says that, that you know what, you, you can't just go around paying players. Well, he gets paid $10.5 million a year to coach Bama football. Ryan Day just signed an extension that's going to pay him $9.5 million a year on average to coach at Ohio State. Are they worth it? If they're worth it, if if Nick Saban's worth $10.5 million, are the players just worth $3 million? Players in total, all the players are worth $3 million? And, and Nick Saban's worth 10 and a half. This is where the rubber meets the road in the NIL discussion. All right? Who's more important to a program? The players or the coach? Well, right now it's the coach because the, the coach has got to get paid because you've got no one else to spend the money on if you're a university. That's the way that works. Um, you know what? Players got to get paid to their value. Why, and why wouldn't that be sustainable? Why not let free enterprise determine what goes on? If Texas A&M wants to pay all its players to go to College Station, good. Have fun. That's college football. That's called being valuable and being compensated toward your value so you don't have a plantation mentality within college sports. That's not what I called it. That's what the founder of the NCAA called it in his book. Walter Byers said it's a plantation mentality. And it is. You're not paying players. You're putting them behind a desk in a classroom. That's what you're doing. All right, Chris Duarte named All-NBA second team. 55 games last year, 13.1 points per game. He got to stay healthy, although it's really impossible to tell whether it was a health issue with Chris Duarte or the Pacers just didn't want to overextend him in his rookie year and make him subject to injury. Obviously, they weren't playing guys who were capable of playing because they were trying to get a top overall pick, which has not happened. There you go. Um, look, no, 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 no. Toby, that's not the way it works. Nick Saban has recruited great athletes who became NFL players. He didn't give birth to NFL players. That's not the way, how many did he develop into NFL players? That's not the way it works. You go out and get great high school recruits who project toward an NFL career and they become NFL players. This isn't, it, 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 Nick Saban doesn't have a factory down in Tuscaloosa that creates NFL-ready players. That's not the way it works. He, he is not of that value to those players. That's not compensation in kind. The preparation for playing in the pros. That's not how college football works. It's not how player development works. Uh, Birthdays. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Before we just get downright cantankerous as we talk about NIL. Darren Burns, happy birthday. Greg Toe, happy birthday. The great Ursula Hoffman, happy birthday. You know what? Sports dads get ripped a lot. Sports moms should be lifted. And Ursula, Ursula Hoffman, one of the great sports moms in Hamilton Southeastern sports history. Corey Sarowick, happy birthday. The great Dennis O'Malia, happy birthday. John Chandler, Michael Wade Moss, Matt Shukart, and Nora Spitznagel. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. 
Today, Inside Indiana Sports Now, what the hell do you think we're doing? We're talking about sports, talking about the Colts, talking about the Hoosiers, talking about the Bulldogs, Boilers, and Pacers. Let's go. Have a great day.